Hey guys, I'm Colin. Welcome to another episode of The Tightrope, the podcast where we take three to five minutes to see and embrace the opportunities that are embedded right here in the midst of our busy lives. These opportunities are meant to help us move toward heaven. I'm not here to help you achieve balance once and for all in your life. I'm here to share stories about how life is a constant balancing act, and it's a balancing act with a destination. I think if I use the term January funk, most of you will know exactly what I'm talking about. It's about the second week of January and this feeling sort of sets in. If the Christmas decorations are still up, they've started to lose their luster. If the tree is still up, it's not so green anymore. It's starting to tinge a little toward brown and there are pine needles everywhere. And once that stuff goes down, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot to look forward to. I I think you kind of know what I mean. It can be a long stretch, especially if you live in a cold climate. And I know this because for the first 20 years of my life, I suffered from January funk hardcore until I moved to the great state of Louisiana and discovered what had been missing my whole life, which was carnival season. Carnival season leads up to Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras, of course, is the Tuesday before Ash Wednesday. And everyone knows that in Louisiana, especially in New Orleans and in the surrounding area, it's a big party down here that we have for Mardi Gras Day. But it's not just a day. It's a season, and it starts on King Day, on the Feast of the Epiphany. Uh, We bless king cakes down here. That's a great culinary custom. A king cake is uh, a cinnamony pastry. Ooh, how am I going to describe? It's got purple, green, and gold on it, some frosting. There's some debate about how much frosting and what's the most authentic and awesome king cake. And if you're not from here, you should go online and order a bunch to see what you like best. But there's... There's a whole culinary menu to go with this season, and there are traditions, and my Christmas decorations, when they go down, my carnival decorations go up, and there's something else to celebrate, and that does wonders for me. Um, And you know what? It's not just a secular thing. It's not a secular thing at all. As a matter of fact, the roots of Mardi Gras have everything to do with the two feasts that that I just mentioned, with Epiphany leading all the way up into um, into Lent. And our purple and our green and our gold, well, you have Christmas, and then you have ordinary time, and then you have, well, I reverse the order. You have gold, green, and purple. Gold being Christmas, green being ordinary time, and purple being Lent. You have that sort of bridge and segue between seasons. And that's something that had built its way into culture from liturgy and uh, in a way that can be a lot of fun. And I know, I know there are all kinds of other things that tend to go with Mardi Gras and excesses. And I'm not talking about that. Um, As a matter of fact, uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about something that happened last carnival season. I was reading the Chronicles of Narnia to my kids And I got to the book, Prince Caspian. If you haven't read Prince Caspian since you were a kid, or if you never have, I I recommend reading pretty much everything that C.S. Lewis ever wrote. But uh, I got really a lot out of reading Narnia to my kids, especially when we got to this scene in Prince Caspian, where Bacchus from Roman mythology, the god of wine and parties, who's a little crazy, shows up. And Bacchus gets Lucy, one of the kids in in Narnia, one of the Pevensey sisters, she gets nervous about Bacchus because he's wild and crazy and there's all sort of party accompanying him. And she said she would not want to get anywhere near him except that Bacchus, surprise, surprise, is accompanied by Aslan. And if you know anything about the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe and the Narnia series, Aslan is a not-so-thinly-veiled allegory for Jesus himself. And it's Jesus 
Aslan, who is really leading the procession in Narnia. And what's happening is Narnia is being re-enchanted. The sort of boring ordinariness is being woken back up with, uh, with wonder and joy and sacramentality and all of that stuff. And it really is, there's, there's a party, there's a procession, there's a parade that's making this happen, a giant Mardi Gras parade in Narnia with Aslan leading the charge, not Bacchus. Bacchus is there, but he's been put at the service of Aslan. And I think this is a really cool image for what I think is genuinely Catholic culture. Because in our Catholicism, we ought to, even during ordinary time, and to avoid our January funk, we can find reasons to celebrate and party and rejoice in an ordered way that wakes up a sense of enjoyment and wonder toward the kingdom of God. And it shouldn't be um, rooted in excesses at all. But we remember that Jesus said, the son of man came to you eating and drinking, or we'll we'll note what G.K. Chesterton said, that God made food and wine very good, and we should thank him by not having too much of them. And all of this is saying, if you're feeling a little down in a moderate way, in a way that continues with your New Year's resolution to be healthy and moderate and all of that, get yourself some good food, maybe get yourself a good glass of wine, order you some king cake and enjoy carnival season. And uh, I hope that brings a little bit of, little bit of joy to your January funk. I know it does to mine. So for Ascension, I'm Colin McIver reminding you to take a step forward. <laughs>